Welcome back, everyone, to the latest episode of everyone's favorite convention-related podcast, Con Job. This week, we are going to have a special guest with us, Tim Hyde. He's going to be doing a review of this past weekend show, Anime Matsuri, that took place in Houston. And at the end, we're also going to do a preview of Comic Palooza, which will also be taking place in Houston. So without further ado, Tim, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey. How are y'all doing? They're not going to respond. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I literally am in the same, uh, the same building as Tim, so uh, I'm doing pretty well. Well, I've, I'm doing much better, so I don't have to be with you guys. Yeah, it's yeah, jerk. Win-win for all of us, actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so Tim, before we kind of get into the, the nuts and bolts, how, how was the show overall for you? It, sales wise it was fantastic um it was just everything was good about it people were definitely what we've been calling con thirsty they're just ready to come spend money like all the other shows we've been talking about in our last two months you know probably since early early late late may early june the last probably five six shows i think a lot of people have noticed that everybody's numbers are up whether the attendance is up or not people are just buying and buying and buying and buying and buying. And that was definitely the case at anime Matsuri. Yeah. So the, the, wave, is real. the wave keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so then I guess we'll, we'll start where we always do with these um, load in any, any issues, anything to talk about? Was it just your basic, you know, your basic load in? I mean, I know you're not bringing a car in there. So what was it? What was it like for you? It was easy for me because they allow you to go straight through the front door, but um, they actually, the Houston Convention Center is actually a pretty good, the George R. Brown Convention Center in downtown Houston. They actually do where you can load in through the back and it's really long. The convention center itself is ginormous. It has to be a top, easily five biggest convention centers in the United States. And it's, you pull through the back through uh, kind of under this little bridge that runs parallel to the convention center in the back of it. And it runs the entire thing. So the bridge actually covers uh, most of the parking in the back and a load in. So there was three different ginormous load in docks that you could come into and park in a parking spot and load in within about 50 yards of where being from where you park to where you're going to be loading in on the dock. So it's very easy, probably one of the better convention centers to load in and out of. Okay. Alexa, you got one? No, no, oh. I I was waiting on you to ask the next oh. follow-up question. God. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I, I know we've been talking about how, you know, just riding that big wave because everybody is just so thirsty to keep spending. So what were the attendance? So it was uh, it's it's listed on their site as uh, July 8th through the 11th. But as we were talking before we started recording that it, July 8th, the first day, was not really a convention, right? It wasn't really open. So they do it really unique. They say it's the 8th through the 11th, but it's not. Um, it was really the ninth through the eleventh, but they basically have like a kind of a preview night where they have some other the the convention hall itself and the artist alley hall are completely closed. People are still setting up. 
um, but they have where you can go pre-reg. So I had set up, I'd gotten there around 2 p.m., set up. Uh, there was a huge rainstorm, so I took my time because I did not want to fight with it. And I looked on the Doppler, and it said it was going to be about another hour. So right around 6, 6.30, I was going to leave out and go to my hotel when the storm passed through. And I walked outside right around 6, and there must have been... 2,500 to 3,000 people in line. Um, I asked a volunteer and I said, where is this line for? They go pre-reg just to pick up their stuff. And there's a, a, you know, an event happening tonight, but this is mainly it. And I looked and I could not see the end of the line and it was tight. It wasn't like it was social distance. It was not all spread out. They were nuts to butts for, I mean, I kid you not five to six blocks straight of people just all the way down inside this convention hall all the way down as far as you could possibly see so there was plenty of people which got me a little excited for the next day right and i have to say it was probably the best friday i've ever had at a three-day show wow period and you do a lot of shows so that that's yeah i've done over <laughs> 500 different shows so I would say it was up there. The show started at noon on Friday, 1130 for VIPs. I made a couple of sales in VIP, which we all know VIP is not great for anybody. Um, they all were running to the celebrity area. Right. And, you know, so I made a little bit, but then the second they opened up the normal doors, I would say within 20 to 30 minutes of them opening the doors, everybody was packed. Everybody was running in and going to just buy stuff. Uh, as if they had never, you know, they had to spend all their money that day or else they were losing it. It was that bad. good. Wow. Yeah, it was great. I, okay, so I did the numbers at the end of the day. So from the, it was a 12 to 8 day, I believe, or maybe even 12 to 7 for the hours. And I did um, 49% of my total sales, almost half of my entire sales for the whole three days and Friday alone. And, and, and you know it's wow. funny because I I talk about that a lot like the uh, the whole oh you know usually I do twenty percent of my weekend on Friday and yeah to do almost half of your sales on Friday is just it's unheard of right right it's so funny you guys do it like that with the percentages we we just kind of come up with a number and go this is our goal for today and I don't, I don't even know how we come up with that number we just kind of throw a number at the wall well you know we're better at this than you are yeah yeah, um, yeah i was saying we're like kind of veterans who actually like to make a lot of money whereas you guys are just there to stay at nice hotels and go to egypt and stuff uh, so i deserve oh, that i deserve man. that man yeah it's because you missed two weeks to uh to go to egypt so but at least the podcast ran home. every week just saying well my my big thing like tim look th this convention is is deep with controversy you know there's there's tons of you know tons of storytelling from you know years past about you know promoters and this and that but this year was a little something different now you we had talked earlier today about a change that the convention made that they didn't really talk about until like the day before the show started what what was that exactly so I have a couple of friends that I follow on Instagram, other artists that I've kind of helped out with. Obviously, I have, you know, over 30 clients in, you know, the comic and, on, and anime artist realm. And a couple of them are not clients, but they're friends. And, you know, we talk and I give them help out. They're kind of, you know, not newer, but they're not, you know, towards the top tier of stuff. And they had come to me and asked me for a couple of questions and advice. And I said, what do you need advice on? And they go, well, 
so a couple of days ago, they basically said, you have, you know, the artist alley had always been towards the rear of this hall. It's a very long hall. That's not very deep. So imagine a very, very, very long rectangular shape where the celebrities and artists alley were typically in the back of that rectangular space. Mm -hmm. And it kind of ran long, you know, not too very deep, which is great. You know, if you're going to do the long haul, you know, it's, you know, you can fit, I'm going to guess it's maybe 15 rows deep or so to 20 rows deep of, you know, or, you know, vent, uh, booths deep. So definitely not spaying. You know, we're talking 200 feet, 300 feet deep. So not very well, not very deep at all. So you can really spread it out. And, you know, the artist alley was in the back of that and ran across a lot of the hall and they had other like car show and they had some other stuff in there too. Well, this year they had decided to remove the artist alley from the main floor and put it up on the third floor of this ginormous convention center. And there's only one entrance to get into said artist alley space. And it's up a flight of escalators. And that's the only way to get there. And they had no signage to get there. They only had the app and a tiny, 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 tiny picture of the floor map on the badge that everybody had. And I will say this. I think they messed up entirely. I don't like that they did this. I absolutely did fantastic at the show. I will be back at the show. I have nothing negative to say as far as me. Zero at all. I mean, zero. I will be back next year, 100%. I've already re- rebooked on site. They already have my money for 2022. But I felt so bad for the Artist Alley people. They did not handle that correctly, in my opinion. They pushed it into a very weird area that was not publicized until several days, days before the show started. We have a show that gets 25 to 30,000 people and people didn't even know that Artist Alley existed. And so they had never changed. They didn't, you know, put up Facebook or, you know, social media kind of ads or, you know, posts that said, hey, you guys, just letting you know on our third floor is our new epic artist alley, bigger than ever. Come check out your favorite artist, blah, 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 blah. No, they just put on the app and your badge. But most people had no clue because there's a lot of artists on the vendor floor, period. There always is at every show now. You know, people that need more space or just want to be on the main floor. Well, they a lot of people thought that that was it. So they had no clue that they had, you know, purchased and hung out on this whole thing. I had no idea that there was an entirely different hall. And on Sunday morning, um, friend of the show, Chris Bauer and I uh, walked up <laughs> to walked up to go check out the third floor to go say hi to a couple of friends of ours that we had just spoken of and some other ones to go say hi. And the escalator was broken down. Oh my gosh. So the only way, the only way, Ryan, the only way to get up to this convention hall part of the artist alley, which had, mind you, uh, 400 tables up there um, in which I would say only about 25 to 30 percent were actually filled um, that they had to go on two elevators that only held between four to six people each 
and they had to go up basically, um, you know, up, you know, we, what we'd say is up two floors, but at a convention center, that's, you know, that's, yeah. at a hotel, that's eight floors, probably, you know, they're not 10 feet ceilings. These are, you know, 60 feet up and then another 60 feet and 20 or whatever. So we're talking probably five stories up and then back down and then fill it up again and there were only people in line that were just vendors like you know artist alley people going up and they wouldn't let you walk up the exhibit the escalator they won't there's no stair options there's no nothing so i assume the people that i'd heard from that sunday was absolutely awful that there was no point they even showing up because it was just empty and that was another kind of, in my opinion, that you'll see on social media if you go look at that anime Matsuri dropped the ball on was they let nobody move at all. So mind you, there's people that, you know, one of my friends, uh, you know, she had she has a great setup. She's super talented, has a beautiful booth setup. She takes her work very seriously. She does a lot of cons a year. And she was on a, two inline artist alley tables. And there was nobody on her entire row except for her. Now, mind you, this is a 15-table wide booth, you know, aisle way. And she's like, well, can I move to the corner space so at least people can, you know, see me instead of walking, looking down and not coming down. I can spread out a little bit to the corner. They go, oh, absolutely. They may not, you know, no, absolutely not. That's not, so unless you want to pay for more table space. And yeah. she's like, there's nobody on my entire aisle. And there's 15 tables empty next to me. That's almost so like just move staggered, and don't, don't ask. <laughs> yeah, there are all these staggered. No, well, there's people coming in and checking oh, constantly man. throughout the day. Oh. Wow. And to me, that seems absolutely yeah, absurd. What? Absurd that they would come. Because they were trying to get like, more money out of you, I would assume. Which obviously is another controversy that's you know always kind of been about this show. You know, and I haven't experienced it firsthand, so I cannot tell you it's from me. I'm, this is complete hearsay, but I've heard dozens of cases of people online and, you know, people I know that are saying that, hey, you know, there's a booth empty next to me. It's Saturday, you know, of a three or four day show. It's now Saturday morning. They're not showing up kind of spread out and they'll go, oh, yeah, you can. And then they've hit them with a the bill for 950 bucks for the, the artist, you know, or for the booth next to them. Wow. Yeah, I don't. That that doesn't make any sense. That really doesn't. Wow. I mean, go uh, online and look, guys. Go online and look on Instagram and go look on other ones of artists who went to that show that were well, that, up top. That was and actually going to be you'll one see. of my questions. Yeah. Do you have anybody? That's. I just. Oh, man, it just makes it so hard. And then, so all those artists upstairs were just empty, right? I mean, the empty. Not not only the empty booths, but now people are people aren't even able to get up there because it's a pain yeah, in the butt I mean, to even make know, it there. One of my, you know, former clients, she kind of took over her own business for herself after working with me for a little bit. And, you know, she did everything on her own. She would typically do about anywhere from 80% to 100% of what I would do at a show. And I, I don't think she cleared more than 20% of what I did at the show. Uh, and and you'd say it's all because of the that, the location. Absolutely. Absolutely. It has nothing yeah. to do with her work. has nothing right. to do with, like if she had been a, you know, uh, there was, you know, I'd have to say out of the vendor hall, I would say 30% even of the vendor hall was had empty spaces. There was a tw uh, 20 by 40 booth that didn't show up and they just filled in like one guy had one in line there and expanded to the corner and that was, and they just came, took up the tables and left. 
So there's this huge ginormous aisle that they could have filled in, you know, from upstairs. They could have grabbed probably eight artists and put mm-hmm. them in that space and made it look better because it's actually filled. So it was just an awkward row that has nothing on one side. Like literally the whole row on one, you know, vendor area was entirely just empty because no one showed up. Wow. You know, there was probably 10 different corner booths to open uh, a couple 20 by 10 spaces. I mean, there was a lot open. I would say out of the whole entire convention, I got to say 40% didn't show up. Holy crap, really? Wow. That's, That's a lot. Uh, Holy I mean, but I mean, at the end of the day, look, it, it helped you guys as far yeah. as your sales go, you know. For us, it, but not the hardest alley. <laughs> yeah, that, man, that's, it's kind of heartbreaking to hear about Artist Alley because, man, those those guys got moved, obviously, and then, yeah. And that wasn't in their fun, fun fact, though, about that because I said, okay, well, you guys had to have known that somehow. They go, no, 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 one. And now, mind you, I heard this from three different people that do not know each other, okay? Three different artist people that messaged me that I talked to back and forth that I found out were at the show that I know well enough to get, you know, real information from. And they said that all of them said the exact same thing. They were all supposed to have a eight by 10 or 10 by 10 space with an eight foot table in on the main floor. They all got upstairs, six foot table and a 10 foot space and upstairs in some random hall. And the artist alley was three times bigger than the last time. And yet, if they if they tried oh. to move based on what their contract they signed, they would get. They will not allow would, them to. Or they hit them. Or they'd hit them with a bill of the difference. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Talk about controversy, yeah. man. There's uh, every year. Jeez, it's every something. year, it's something with this con. And like I said, I'm not bashing the con because personally, I've never been impacted by that. And I cannot personally say that I won't do the con because of this or that. You know, I mean, there's, I've, I've, I've had great success at both times I've done the show and another friend of mine, you know, another one of my employees did it. I have no problem with the show whatsoever. Like I'm not personally saying anything negative about it on my sense. I think they're doing some kind of shady stuff and I think that they're doing a little bit of sketchiness, but it doesn't impact me. So personally, I don't really care that much. Um, you know, it hasn't impacted me. So I can't sit here and, you know, have some moral high ground. I'm never going to do the show again when I literally killed it at this show and I'll be back. So I'm not going to say anything, a word negative about personally. I'm not, but you know, if my mouth was other people's mouth, then I guarantee there's a lot and go look up on social media, go look up on Twitter, go look up on Instagram and Facebook and see these pages, these artist alley kind of pages. And you're going to see a lot, a lot of negative comments, a lot. And it's strictly on them, not the crowd. Not the crowd was there. They were thick. I think that had to be the record crowd and they were spending more money. So everybody should have absolutely killed it at that show. Every single person. Would it, would it have made sense for them to, to get rid of that artist alley and keep it on the main floor? Was oh, there, 100%. You said, you said the 100%. center is so big, they could have definitely. It is ginormous. And... They told us at the end of the thing, a guy came around and said, Hey, if you guys renew, you get your, you know, your early price, which, you know, most cons do like, Hey, you're going to get your hundred hundred dollar discount. If you renew by, you know, Sunday at midnight or whatever. And I said, okay, great. And then they said, Oh, and also next year we're going to add the next hall over. And then I said, oh, okay, you put the artist alley back down there. And then they go, Oh no, the artist alley is staying up top. 
and we're just adding more vendors. Wow. And I kind of looked at him like, oh, <laughs> okay. And then they went away and, you know, acquaintance of I said, did I hear him right? And I go, <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, they're saying they're adding the whole other hall. Like it's going to be hall A, B, A, B, and C when they couldn't even sell out of this show floor. In case there were booths that were, did not exist. There was a weird floor plan. That was about the only thing I would negative have to say about the show is it looked like it was thrown together by a bunch of amateurs. And I don't know if that was because of COVID stuff they had to eliminate, which I will absolutely give them benefit of the doubt that it was, you know, thrown together a little hodgepodge. It worked. It definitely did. And I know they had a lot of cancellations, a lot of people not showing up, but they told everybody it was sold out. Like you couldn't go buy a booth online on, you know, Wednesday trying to get into the show. Like, Hey, I'm, I want to add a show last minute. I want to do your show that you wouldn't be able to get in. But yet when he showed up, there was literally hundreds of booths and artist alley tables that were empty. Wow. So I don't know how you're going to add a whole nother hall. Like I said, these are ginormous halls. This will be bigger than, it'll be 30% bigger than Comic Palooza's show floor. Wow. That's uh, and that's a big show floor. I mean, I, I'm looking at it. Speaking of Comic Palooza, we get to preview that in a second, but yeah, that's a big show floor in itself. So, so obviously go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to give it my, uh, my sloppy taco rating system. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, look at let's, that. Let's wait because I have I have just a couple okay. more questions. Let's so hear it. Shoot. What what were the uh, what was the mask situation? Uh, so there was no mask requirement if you are vaccinated, like many you know conventions are happening yeah. now, and you could wear or could not. There was absolutely no enforcement of it right. in any way, shape, or form. Um, I would say half the staff were wearing it, half weren't. Um. The sick, none of the staff at the actual convention center that were working there were wearing any. Um, it's Texas. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, we're they're, talking they're, Houston. They're almost like Florida. That's it's the, yeah, it's the other Florida. Yeah, yeah it's central Florida. <laughs> it's Florida West as far as we're concerned. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I wore my mask, I would say, 75% of the time only because my sinuses were off the chains in there. I assume they had not been using that convention hall an absurd amount because the dust Dusty. was just so yeah. bad. It was giving me a headache. That's, and that's like the mask is such a huge help for me. That's it. I had no other deal. When people came up, I pulled down my mask and told them the prices and put it back on. And no one seemed to have a problem with it. There was no people saying you shouldn't wear a mask or you should wear a mask, whatever. It was very unpolitical. There was no BS when it comes to that, which is great, which is how and it I should know, be. But I know you've done that at a couple of cons where, you know, your sinuses have acted up because there, there's tons of dust in the convention hall. Um, and you haven't had any issues, like period, with anybody saying anything to you. No, nope, I've never even I've heard been... anybody saying anything about it, one way it, or the other. I had I a couple heard. so far. I would say about three or four times total out of the last like month that I've had someone say like, "Hey, you know, you don't need to wear a mask anymore, right?" And I told them, I said, "Yeah, actually, like I'm genuinely wearing it because my I have a sinus bag. You know, in 2020, I had one sinus infection the entire year. In 2020, I've already had seven. Well, you need, to, you need so, a stronger immune system. Just throwing that out there. Apparently. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish and it then, was an immune system with sinuses. but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, we live in Florida. Yeah, yeah. You should be used to it by now, Tim. You've been here long enough. Oh God, um, so what was it like for – like we, we kind of talk about it on most shows where if it closes at 5, it starts to really get cleaned out, you know, 
guest wise at four, usually an hour before closing time, everybody seems to kind of head for the door. Was that the, was that the thing here for all the days, all three days? Um, so VIPs for each day were man, like literally every single show on the planet ever 30 minutes before is just stupid. Uh, you know, Saturday I'd even go to my booth cause I could see my booth from where a friend I was talking with. I had one person stop by in the entire 25 to 30 minutes before I went back to my booth. So yeah. there was no one, I didn't miss any sales. I didn't, you know, whatever. So your typical half hour early is meh. Mm-hmm. Um, for, like I said, Friday was hopping the entire time until the show ended. But so I mean, up until Saturday was time. busy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Saturday started off slow. Um, per typical, I consider kind of Houston, the South. So, you know, you have a lot of people, they don't wake up early at an anime show in the South. You're not going to get a person in the door before 11. I mean, they just don't wake up. They don't do stuff. You know, they had a big events each night. Um, oh, the night before staying out late. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of parties and whatever things, a lot of stuff going on. So no one really wakes up early to come in. The, the true shoppers, the true anime fans, the, you know, the people we are targeting are not there before noon on most days. You know, Sunday, I felt like it was a very, a noon to three crowd. And the show was only, I think, it was 10 to five or 10 to four, which is great Four four is if ever, any convention promoters are running your show that are listening to this podcast, do me a favor and your shows at four on Sunday. If anybody can do it, if a New York comic con can do it, if a small con can do it, everybody can do it. Four o'clock guys. Are you hearing me? Four. I, I four. actually know, I know a, a, a friend of mine is, is looking to move into the, uh, promoter world so i'm hoping he can i'm hoping he's listening and we'll we'll be doing yeah, that for his. i know that guy i can tell right now he's a really awesome guy and he is doing his show from 11 to 4 on sunday so okay okay yeah i i know that guy as well nice good <laughs> <laughs> and then i guess my last real question then is uh how many people would you say was like the max like you say obviously saturday is the busiest right like and when we were we talked uh alexa and i when we were doing the steel city one i said at one point i swear to god there was there was like four or five or there was like eight, eight to nine, eight to 10,000 in, in the, in the building. And it, obviously that's a much smaller building where still city was versus. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, wow, that went from 4,000 to eight to 10. No, well, cause I Ryan? originally, I was thinking, originally <laughs> I was thinking in the one area, the one hall that I was in, but then I was, I was expanding it to say, cause our conversation was how many would you guys say was in the building? Cause Tim, you remember me, you and Chris were talking about it. And we were like, you know, it was anywhere from eight to 10 on Saturday. Cause it was packed at steel city. It was, yeah. yeah. So how many would you say was, was in there? I mean, was it, was it like old school? Was it like, you yeah. know, a, a C2 it's, Saturday? Kind of it's thing? really, really hard because like I said, this is one of the largest convention centers oh, and so it's out. not targeted in one building where I'm like, Oh, Hey, everything's in hall a and B. Now you just have to look and see, you know, I know I can see everybody on the floor. Why you, you take 10 minutes to walk around, you can get a real gist of what's happening. That, like I said, there's panel rooms upstairs. There's the entire separate artist alley. There's the, you know, all the vendor floor. There was, you know, where the celebrities were. There was, I mean, there was so much going on on this floor that it's really hard to gauge. I would personally say on Saturday at the busiest time, I would say 20,000. 20, really? Holy crap. Okay. That's so great I mean, to hear. 
it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a lot of people. I'd say, you know, if you're doing the whole quote unquote turn sound numbers of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all combined, I would say they got 40,000. Okay. That's, you know, that's but so it, great to hear. That really is number one. Like people who had three day passes, you know, kind of as one. Yeah, I would say it's probably twenty five. That's going to be a controversial number because uh, there's be. definitely there's definitely some uh, some people that are claiming otherwise for past shows. So I uh, I like yes. to hear that. So what would you, I guess, Alexa, do you have yeah, anything give us else? The, yeah, no, give, give us the sloppy taco rating because I, I want to get to the comic palooza. Okay. Well, I'm going to do a little bit extra on your guys' sloppiness because we had sloppy taco palace today we before did. we had this. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm feeling sloppy tacos right now. So I'm going to uh, give you your little sloppy taco palace review. Out of my, uh, I'm going to do a one to five yes. sloppy taco. Okay. So I would say attendance, four out of five. On the sloppy talk about. Ooh, an in-depth um, rating. I like this. Yes, I'm oh. doing a couple here. I'm doing. I'm. 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 I'm upping your guys' this, game. You're throwing your own sloppy and taco sauce. I, I am. This is my sloppy taco uh, rating system. That's so attendance. Be the best. Attendance was a four. Yep, four out of five. Um, setup breakdown, easy of all that. I would say is another four out of five. Uh, I would say the running of the show as far as management. You know, exhibitor managers, how they do the floral plan, everything. I would have to give a two out of five. Uh, I think that they are biting off a little more that they can chew maybe this past year and not maybe kind of budgeting cuts. And they're working extra hard for making the same thing that they probably should have done at a smaller scale. Right. Uh, it may be their fault, may not be their fault. Like I said, I'm not judging them in any way, shape, or form. Like I said, a fantastic show. Um, but it felt really thrown together. It was not, the aisles were really funky and weird and there was not a nice, you know, kind of waffle pattern grid going across. It was all over the place and the whole movement of the artist alley and all that to me, it did not work. They failed. Uh, two out of five is being generous for me. It could have been zero to be honest. Okay. Um, I will say attendance five out of five. I honestly think you could get some more people, but, for the model they were spending. You said good. attendance was a four earlier. Was it a four? Yeah. That was your first rating. Oh, oh my God. I didn't say attendance. <laughs> Sorry. I, what I meant was sales. Sorry. Sales. Sales is a five. Five out of five. Absolutely. It was fantastic. It was one a top 10 show I've ever done as far as just strictly sales go. Wow. That's so great to hear considering. Okay. Continue. I'll, I'll interject after. So or overall, don't interject at all. Yeah, let me just shut up. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're doing the sloppy taco palace review system here. So, <laughs> um, I would say like the cost for booth, which I know is something that's really important for a lot of people listening to this. I think it's slightly overpriced, but not a lot. And I do think that next year could have a little drop off in sales if they expand the floor like they say they're going to. And I don't think the hype is going to be there. Mind you, this is the first show in Houston in a long time. You know, your first kind of major event in almost all of Texas. And, you know, on this large of a scale, we're talking a 30,000 person show. I don't think there's been that at all in America since C2E2 of 2019 or 2020. I agree. Right. I agree. So, you're, you know, you're at 16 months later this has been the first big one and people were ready and they spent, you know, probably three times per 
person that they would at a typical show. So I do think it's going to decrease next year. I think that it's going to be a lot harder to make money next year at that show with the larger floor plan, the same cost. And I think either similar attendee amount, but spread out furthermore. And I think less money going around. So if you're listening to me gauging, I don't think this is going to be a top 10 show for me next year, but I do think it's going to be absolutely still going to be worth it. And, you know, kind of the FOMO for me is kicked in and that's why I kind of threw the money there. Uh, fear of missing out in case anybody knows what that is. Yeah. So now that, now that you've talked about like what's uh, you know, what, what went on in Houston this past weekend, let's kind of, let's jump in real quick to, um, to comic Palooza. But uh, after we get a word from our sponsor. All right, we're back. So Alexa, take it away. All right. So, uh, so Tim, I know the three of us are going to be at Comic Palooza this weekend, and I, I'm stoked because it's the first time that the three of us have been together at a show in a super long time. Um, but you know, going on what you've talked about with, um, you know, with Anime Met Surrey this past weekend, and the fact that it drew in a ton of people, um, we talked earlier today in the car about how, you know. <sighs> you talk to people that didn't even know about comic Palooza next weekend. So I, do you think that there, there really is a split between, you know, the people that are attending the, the anime convention and the people that are going to come to, you know, comic Palooza next weekend? Uh, yeah, I absolutely think there's a thing with that. Uh, I was making a lot of sales in which I sold out of a couple, I would say about three or four items that were really popular that a lot of people wanted that I didn't have. And I said, you know, Hey, like I'm actually, you know, reprinting this print and I can bring it next week, comic Palooza and you can kind of pre-order one now and I can add it on. And they're like, what's comic Palooza? And I said, are you being extra? And I I think I probably did that about 30 to 40 times the whole weekend. I only had two people said that they were coming to comic Palooza. Now, mind you, that could be because they're an anime crowd and they're not coming to a comic con slash pop culture event because they spent their money and they're planning for an anime Matsuri. And, you know, typically there are not back-to-back weekends, so it's not an issue in which thing. I think this will be the probably one and only time they're ever going to be back-to-back. You know, anime, uh, anime Matsuri, I know for a fact, will be the last weekend of July in 2022. I assume Comic Blues is probably going to slide back into that May-ish realm of time frame, maybe. I, I guess we'll so. find yeah. out. Um, and so I assume they're going to go Memorial Day, weekend like they have been in the past and compete with 12 other shows so i'm not sure it's going to matter either way um but i do think there's not much of a crossover and i think the houston's definitely big enough to support two shows maybe three but i think it's absolutely silly that they're back-to-back weekends oh i did too i I I think there was egos in the room on maybe both sides or at least one of the sides that said it won't make an impact and i think there's a lot of politics involved in that and me just throwing what i would know about it that comic palooza will tell you and anime monster will tell you that that was the only dates available well the fact that comic palooza is owned by the same people who own the convention center kind of seemed like that would be a that would be a little of a my nose their noses are very long right now if they were going to tell you that answer my humble opinion now, I could be completely wrong in that. They do think that there's something to that that I don't necessarily agree with. 
And if it's run by the city, why is the city not being able to pick a different date that could benefit them? If more people are going to Annamette, Surrey, they're going to create more tax revenue. They're going to tax more. So with the hotels and the restaurants and everything around, which is really important. So if you had this event, say, in late last week of September or the first week of October, I don't see how that would impact their new May dates or whatever. And I think you could get both attend- more attendees at both. And I think it's a win, 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 win across the entire board. Agreed. I think it's a win for everybody. But I, I will say, you know, Comic Palooza, I'm pretty excited for the guest list. You know, this is this is one of the best guest lists post pandemic that I have seen. And I don't know I don't know if you guys have checked it out, but I mean they have half the cast of the Mandalorian. You know, it's it, it's pretty fantastic just that in itself. Yeah, even Carl Weathers too, which is cool. I mean, you know, he's, you know, part of the cast of the Mandalorian. So, yeah, well, <laughs> well we, we know one cast that's not going to be there, but we won't get into that. And of course, well, that's true. I, of course, uh, I always go to the wrestlers and they have Christian there, which is cool. It, it's true. And yeah. I think Britt Baker, isn't Britt she Baker. supposed to be there as well? Yeah. 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 I, you know what? I, I'm going to, going to just walk up to Christian and, uh, you know, look for my peeps. So, <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to stop and stand for flash photography. I, I might on, actually please. I don't know but I might pose for some flash photography it's uh, it's gonna depend I I will say you know Ryan I wish you were getting in earlier and uh and yeah. you know you're doing the things because we are definitely gonna be uh doing a, a partial review on uh the first live crowd at a uh uh a sporting event. event yeah it's gonna be nuts man we're yeah we're talking yeah, about it today actually... it's gonna be exciting I wish I would have known that that was going to happen when we booked the flights because I would I would have definitely come in early for that. Kind of upset to be honest because that would be fun. I haven't been to a live wrestling since golly since the NWO days. No, new, <laughs> oh, new, new world. God, you just you just dated yourself. Like, I know. Well, right? but when God. when they were prehistoric over here when they were in WWE at least you well, know, after after when the I was back in the days of WWF and. Uh, <laughs> I went to a I went to WCCW back in you know I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yikes! But, so um, I, look, I, I'm stoked for this show. I think I, I think we're going to get the same kind of turnout at Comic Palooza that we did that you did at you know Anime Met Surrey. I think you know people are going to be excited. People are going to flood that room. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be a good thing. I, I but I think you know that's that's going to be the the case for shows going forward for probably the next three or four months people are going to be so stoked to get out I, I do think this is the one and only year you will ever be able to have a back-to-back weekend in the same city with two large events at the same ever work place ever work city. in the same location the same, yep. yeah it'll be the only year like literally we'll talk 20 years from now we'll look back and be like yeah it worked it never has worked again since genuinely <laughs> This is no, 20, 20 years from now, we're going to be like, yeah, I remember back in 2021. <laughs> w- it was w- after. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was after we couldn't go anywhere for six and a half years. <laughs> I don't know what it was and, like. You know, another important thing to talk about, too, is it's only a two-day show. Yeah. So, How do you guys feel about that? Giving um, your preview going into that. You think that's is it good? Is it bad? Is it for the uh, now mind you, same booth cost. Let's talk that's about what, that. That was gonna be my first response was yep. the, the, the booth cost should have been should have been cheaper. But um yep. as yeah, far as it uh, being two versus three, I mean I don't know. Not not a lot of shows out there 
really justify doing a three day. I, I feel mm-hmm. like there's so many more that should be two day as it is. Um, so, Do you think that this is a future model for that? No, I, I, think, I think this was them just finding a date and only finding finding two days available. This is well, that's my opinion. I don't know. But I don't. I, th- I don't think I, that's how that works, though. I don't. Think no, I think it's, I think this is a that, tester. I think mm-hmm. this is a tester to see for, if they can pull them, the same amount of people. Yeah, for them or for the for the industry for as a whole. For the industry as a whole, I mean, think about it. If they can get the same amount of money and only see like a ten percent attendance drop, then why would you not yeah. do a show that's a day less that's going to cost you ten thousand dollars less in a giant convention center? I'm, that is a low number. Yeah, it's a very but, low so, number. You can add yeah. a zero to that. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, Tim. But, I, I was just going to say, from a from a agent standpoint, is the is the uh, guarantees different? A lot different for a two day versus a three day for a celebrity. Well, I mean, I think on these on the levels of these people that are at, I think they're going to get there Friday anyway. So I don't think it right. changes the amount of hotels or cost in that, which is the same for the promoter. So that doesn't change at all. But I do think that you know they need to be there, you know. If the con opened at 10, they should probably be there like 10 30 yeah. and setting up and go. And if it ends at seven, then, you know, boom, get there. You leave out until six thirty seven, because typically Friday, unless it's a large three day event, like a C2E2 where it's like sold out every day and you, you know, you're getting, you know, 41,000 people per day period. Right. I don't think that's the case in the show. Cause there's no way they're going to sell out of tickets for this ginormous convention center. Um, that, I would personally rather have the three day at this type of an event right now because the people are there. And if I can go, I look at it this way. If I can make more than my cost, if I paying for my booth and I'm paying for my hotel and I'm paying for everything, it, it doesn't matter. The hotel costs are the only real difference and maybe flight depending on if it's a little bit more, maybe sometimes it's a little less, but if I can get there Thursday afternoon set up, great. You know, but if I can even better for me, the personally is a Friday preview night or, or a Friday that's a, a a three to eight where I know I can get an early flight at 6 a.m., be there, at, you know, 9, 10, 11 and still set up and have the event from three to eight and go, you know, make that extra blank amount of money. I think that's mm-hmm. worth it. But if not, and if it's when he's long dragging on days yeah. that I'm barely making extra costs, mm-hmm. absolutely not. But I'm very curious to see how the template works for Comic Palooza. And if it's a trend, then I'm okay with it if it means I get to be at home one extra day. Yeah. Uh, you guys know where we stand with that. I'll take that any day of the week. I I, I need to be home an extra day. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Um, I already got one kid leaving for college, and the other two are right behind. So I got to spend more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan becoming an old man dad. I know, right? Uh-huh. No kidding. <laughs> That's so funny. I uh, never thought you'd be that guy. I know. Um, I know. Sentimental. So, I look at the end of the day. We're gonna probably, you know, on Monday we're gonna we're gonna talk about Comic Palooza and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do the review for this thing and it's hopefully gonna be great. But uh, I, I am a little cautious going in. You know, it's because it is a shortened, you know, shortened thing. People are gonna have less time to walk the show floor. They're going to have less time to spend with celebrities and do everything else. So I, I think at the end of the day, for me, I think it's going to impact the overall sales numbers. Um, you know, but we'll see. We'll, well see what happens. Day, with one less day, it's definitely going to impact it. But is it going to impact it the amount of, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like how much? That's, I guess, the real question, like you're saying, yeah. the tester. So um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm curious to see. 
So what else, uh, what else do we have to talk about? Mr. Uh, Mr. Ryan. I got nothing else. I'm All still, right. I'm still, I'm still jet lagged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're I still, still, uh, I still, still recover from the, uh, the Egypt. It's just so weird. My sleeping patterns have not come back. It's been over a week. It's ridiculous, but yeah, I'll well, get there. you know I'll what? Maybe, uh, maybe you shouldn't go on a vacation. So, uh, before, before we head off here, look, I, I want to throw this out there. There's, there's a ton of rumors floating around in the Comic-Con world right now. There's a ton of like craziness going on um, and nothing's confirmed. Nothing's anything else, but uh, I, I, I have heard some rumors and I'm going to, going to ask, uh, ask our compadre here if, uh, if he wants to comment on it. Um, I've heard that uh, you, you know, we alluded to it earlier, but I've heard that you might be jumping into the, the promotion gig, Tim. Is that, uh, is that a thing? Is that, is that real? Uh, yes. So actually uh, we, I just confirmed dates. I will be having my first anime convention as a promoter um, in November 20th and 21st in Pensacola, Florida. So be on the lookout for that. Um, you'll have the name, announcement, everything in the next few weeks. I've already booked the dates and everything, so it is happening. So be really excited for that. Um, I will let you guys know. Anybody that wants to come out, please message me. Um, you know, find me on Facebook. Tim Hyde, I'm all the way around. I'm on all the lovely pages. I'm sure all of you guys are all part of, um, you know, come find me or you know, maybe we can link my profile or something on any of these pages and anybody can gladly hit me up and I'm doing a very reasonably priced cause you know, I've been on all sides of things. And so, uh, yeah, it's gonna be really exciting. And I hope you guys uh, will all come out. Yeah. I, I played dumb on that. Like I didn't know what was going on, but I well, totally I- didn't. Yeah, I was like, here I was trying to play all coy, like, oh yeah, hoping one of our promoter friends is good listening. <laughs> I didn't know we were spilling the beans, so that's great. No, I'm you excited. Guys, that's going to be fun. So you guys, you hear it here first. Uh, Jeff, definitely check out uh, Tim Hyde. Tim, time without the E. If you're uh, you're just an Instagram person, um, and uh, and reach out to him. Grab a uh, grab a booth before they're gone because I know uh, I, I know it's going to be a big deal. Trust me. Yeah, um, and we'll be talking once, more about it too. For sure. Absolutely. Once once you hear what uh, what he's got in store, I think you guys are going to be super excited for things. So uh, until next week on uh, on Monday when we do the uh, the Comic Palooza review. Thank you for uh, for listening, tuning in, Ryan. What else you got? That's all I got. Thanks, everybody.